0: my name is nicholas haskins and over the past 40 years i have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen i believe in scratch cooking fresh ingredients and positive energy join me on this culinary journey as we discuss the weekend food and i break down a recipe step by step for you to make at home welcome to Nikolai's kitchen Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. This is a show all about my culinary journey, a journey of positivity and scratch-made food. If this is your first time here, welcome. It is super, super amazing to have you here for episode eight. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking about a flourless lemon pudding. Make sure you stick around for that. It's amazing. I can't wait to tell you guys all about that recipe. I just wanted to start this episode off with a huge, huge shout out to everyone that has taken the opportunity to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and rating for the show. It is absolutely amazing. You guys are the top of the top. I love you so, so much. If you haven't yet, if you're someone, if you're listening to this right now, if you love this show, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Please leave me a review. I have to play the algorithm game, unfortunately, with Apple Podcasts in order to reach a bigger audience. And that's where you come in. If you do love this show, help me out with a rating and review. It would mean the absolute world to me. The link is right down in the show notes. Just click it, head over there, and leave a quick review. I hope everyone had an absolutely amazing Christmas. As I'm recording this Christmas, it hasn't quite come yet. Every year for Christmas for the past more than a decade now, I've made marinated grilled chicken or marinated oven roasted chicken, depending on the availability of a grill, where I am, what I'm doing or whatever the case may be. I didn't I swear. Every time it comes like I'm halfway through saying it and then I'm like oh, I can't stop now. I've come, I've come too far. I can't stop now. I just actually purchased all the ingredients for the marinade tonight. I rewrote that completely. And that is going to be a Patreon-only exclusive recipe, so the recipe for the marinade will be over on Patreon. If you're not signed up over on Patreon, please do. I'm currently putting together the spring package for the VIP level, which is the top tier on Patreon. Every quarter, you get something homemade from my kitchen. That is my pledge. Every single quarter. And coming up in the spring, I just sent Christmas cookies out. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for the amazing feedback. Thank you. Everybody has been so kind with all of their, all of their feedback about the cookies that has meant in the absolute world. I'm so glad that even with USPS delays and everything like that, cookies are still arriving to people and you guys are still really, really enjoying them. So thank you so much. It means the absolute world to me. In the spring, however, it's going to be all about condiments and sauces. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick six. Okay, and then patrons are going to choose from those six, which six you like. And speaking of Apple Podcasts, if you guys leave a review, anybody that leaves a review, you're going to be entered to win one of those. So everybody that's a top tier patron gets one. And I'm going to give one away to one person who reviewed me on Apple Podcasts. So please get over there and view the show. And then you could have the opportunity to win some free stuff. So you're going to get three condiments or sauces. Definite inclusions are going to be honey mustard. Another type of homemade mustard, probably an aioli, which I nailed, absolutely nailed my first aioli. Oh, I've been making a few of them. I, I, I've i made a few and they just haven't quite hit the flavors that I really, really wanted them to. This most recent one I made, ah, oh, oh, just perfection. Absolutely, absolutely nailed it. And I was also thinking about including my homemade maple syrup with uh, sriracha and garlic. So I'm going to pick, like I said, six, you're going to get the choice between six different sauces or condiments, and then I will send you three of your choice. So make sure you get signed up. Those are going to be coming out sometime in March, but I just want to kind of plant that earworm now. If there's anything high tier patrons or anybody really that you're interested in seeing or hearing about in terms of condiments or sauces, please let me know. Every week on the show, we take a little bit of time before we get into all the food talk, really, before we kind of get into breaking down what I ate or what's going on in my kitchen. I want to talk to you about what's going on in my life and in the world around me and in the world around you. I want to just try to leave you with some positivity for the week. (music) This one is going to come courtesy of Rebecca, my girlfriend. Thank you so much for this amazing idea because it's all about flexibility. Do you consider yourself to be a flexible person? When you think about it, are you pretty firm? Like if you kind of decide on a path for something, do you stick to that path? Or do you like to err from that path as much as possible? I'm somebody who, once I get an idea in my head, And this past weekend, I wanted to do sandwiches with like steak and arugula and cheese and all these different things. I had a bunch of different ideas for when Rebecca was going to come down here for the weekend. And then we got smashed by a blizzard. So I don't know where in the world you are listening to this, but I am in the southern tier of New York near Binghamton. And we got hammered by that blizzard that came through three and a half feet of snow right outside of my glass doors, which are, you know, a couple feet away from me. I posted a bunch of pictures over on social media. Make sure you're following at Nikolai's Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you'll get to see all these kind of fun adventures I go on, be they in the kitchen or otherwise. But it kind of sent me into a little bit of a panic mode because I had all these plans and I couldn't even get out of my apartment complex. I was snowed in. I was stuck here. I could not leave. There was a wall of snow like two and a half feet high in front of my car. I posted pictures on social media. It's unreal. Like you looked out in the parking lot. You could not see a car. All you saw was mounds of snow and just blankets of white everywhere you looked. You could not even see a single door handle, a single headlight, a single anything from the cars. They were covered with so much snow. The snow was so high it was level with the top of my door. Where the window goes down into it when you lower the window up above the door handle. That's how deep the snow was. Just insane. But I couldn't go to the store, obviously. So what was I supposed to do? What am I going to do? Like, I am somebody who likes to think... And, and sometimes I can be pretty spontaneous. I can be pretty flexible. I can do things on the fly sometimes. Okay. But that's if, and that's a big if, I approach it kind of with that mindset. If I approach something with the mindset... I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to go on the fly. This is going to be what it is and it doesn't matter out the other side, then I can do it. But if I already have a plan in place and that plan gets disrupted, I have trouble adjusting. I have a lot of trouble adjusting. And if you're like me, if you're somebody like me who just has a lot of trouble adjusting to things and adapting... I want you to think back to uh, like a couple of weeks ago on the show when I talked about patience and I talked about breathing. Just. Because that's what you need in order to be flexible, too. That's what you need to be whenever life throws a curveball at you a curveball three and a half feet of snow deep. <laughs> it's surreal driving around this area. Like there's just like literal walls of snow. It looks like the roads were just cut out of this deep, deep trench of snow. Like it's like, flat like just flat walls of snow lining driveways lining the sides of streets it's so amazing I love seeing it I love the snow I was like a big kid I was like a big 10 year old like I saw that snow out there first thing I did was I got some cold weather clothes on I opened that door I turned around and I just fell over backwards into it and just got buried in it I'm 6'4 I'm a big dude so I don't often get to fall down into snow that I really just lose myself into It was absolutely amazing. Rebecca was up here over the weekend and we went outside and we played in the snow. We are like throwing snow at each other. I tackled her into the snow a couple of times. She pushed me over into the snow, which is a feat because I'm like three or four times the size of her, (laughs) but she still managed to push me over (laughs) into the snow. Oh, we had so much fun though. It was so wonderful. And I just, especially that kind of snow, I don't see that kind of snow. The last blizzard, the last like deep, deep, deep snow like that, that I can remember is back when I was a teenager, like blizzard in 93 style. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that if you're listening to this, but if you live near where I live, like I lived in Susquehanna just across the PA border at that time, we got inundated and like you walked around that town. It was a ghost town for days because there was so much snow, like people could not get out. People could not do anything. Sometimes life will throw you a curveball. Sometimes life is going to challenge you. Sometimes life is going to ask you in a roundabout way. Is there a better way? Is there something else that you can do? Can you adapt? Can you overcome? Can you be flexible? Sometimes I think I get so caught up in my planning and the things that I want to do and the things that I would love to do with this show that I just get, I just get kind of a straight line of thinking. And whenever I have to err from that, whenever it doesn't go according to plan, I melt a little bit. I don't like have a complete meltdown or a complete freak out or whatever, but it gets to me. It gets to me, and it's tough, and I will try to find any way, any way I possibly can to still see through my original plan. You don't have to do that, though. You can let go. You can breathe. Just breathe. Let go. Listen to smart people who tell you not to worry about it and that we will find a way, we will find a plan because yes, you will, you will find a plan. You will survive. You will persevere. You just have to be willing to be flexible. You just have to admit to yourself, okay, I can make this happen. Okay. We can change this. Okay. We can do something different. I know that's really, really hard. Because it's really, really hard for me. It's really scary for me because sometimes I get kind of a set game plan. And when I can execute that set game plan, I feel like my cooking is much more on point. I feel like my life is much more on point when I don't have to err from the plan. Be flexible. Just don't give up, guys. Whatever you do, don't give up. You are absolutely amazing. And if life throws you a curveball, Be prepared to smash it out of the park. Say, okay, I can't make those steak sandwiches with arugula and all these different things, but what I can do is I can make some homemade bread. I can make some homemade aioli. I can make a lemon dessert. And then finally, four days later, when I'm finally able to drive my car and get it out of the parking lot, I can go to the store and audible slightly on that steak and arugula sandwich and get some amazing ribeyes. Let's go ahead and jump over into this week in food. This week in food, I did have to audible. I did have to change my plans. I had to find whatever I had in this house to make instead of my steak and arugula sandwiches as I had planned. But guys, I did it. I have been trying for months now, months to land on a great, and I mean a great bread recipe that just made me fall in love with bread all over again. I have finally nailed it. Now, I still need to work a lot on my kneading techniques and all those other things, but I remember mentioning on the show a couple weeks ago the trouble I was having making homemade bread, but I refuse to give up. I refuse to to let bread defeat me, as it were. I changed up to bread flour. I've heard things about bread flour, like has a lot more gluten in it, gives you a lot more flexibility, gives you a lot more stretch, gives you a lot more chew. And I made it with that and I actually varied up my water and my yeast and I added a little bit of milk in there this time, which I normally do for like when I'm making sandwich bread, but not so much when I'm just kind of making just a loaf of bread. I whipped it all together, and I've got to tell you, beyond words, good. I watched it like a hawk when it was in the oven, and I was checking it like crazy when I was kneading it because I was so, so worried that it was going to go over again. And the last thing I wanted to do was make crackers again. (laughs) I I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But it turned out just beyond words. It was just amazing and I can't wait to make it again I've actually got the bowl sitting on the counter right now because whenever I'm done with this recording I'm gonna make some more and I can't wait I absolutely can't wait it turned out amazing and speaking of amazing I paired it with an absolutely unbelievable aioli now it's been my mission this past couple of months to really get into homemade sauces, to really get into homemade condiments because it's kind of the last thing I haven't really attempted. Like, I make homemade barbecue sauces and marinades, but I don't make homemade mustards. I don't make homemade mayonnaise and aiolis and things of that nature. So it was kind of the one last thing I really, really needed to try. And I've made the aioli about three or four different times. And just this one, I actually you know resisted the urge to kind of try to go crazy on the garlic I only added three cloves to the whole entire mixture this yielded about two cups I think in the end Yeah, I only did about three cloves of garlic in the whole thing but then I amped up the lemon juice amped up the lemon juice because I wanted a little bit more of a lemon garlic flavor and I amped up that cracked black pepper aspect of it as well and I actually made this with my own homemade mustard, my own homemade mustard, which was a failure. <laughs> the Dijon mustard turned out okay. It's, a, it's an okay passable Dijon mustard. But I think in the aioli, it just works. And now the more mustards I make, and now the more I work to create a good mustard, the better my aioli is going to get. And I just, I can't wait I'm going to go fully in depth. That's going to be a future episode sometime in the new year. I haven't decided when because schedule wise for this show next week, we've got coming up. I'm going to talk about my Christmas chicken. I'm going to talk about my plans to make prime rib and crab rangoons for new years. And then it's random recipe time, random recipe challenge. So if you're listening to this over in the discord over on social media, there's going to be posts up for you guys, all of you amazing listeners of the show to give me random ingredients. Now, I need you to be realistic, please make sure I can get them. Also make sure I can afford them. I am not a man of great means, so I cannot buy like, you know, a good wagyu, you know, organic ribeye or or something like that where I'm going to spend like, I don't know, a hundred dollars for a cut of steak or something like that. Like it has to be something reasonable and it has to be something I can reasonably acquire. Mostly by going to the grocery store or by ordering it on Amazon because I have Prime so I can get it in a couple of days. But if it's something that's like really – like I think when I did a restaurant, somebody wanted me to get uh, jackfruit and do something with it. But jackfruit's really indigenous to Southeast Asia, so you cannot get it where I live. (laughs) And it would be really – I'd really love to just kind of see because I know people make like vegan versions of pulled pork and stuff with it. I'd be really, really curious to try it and see what it tastes like. But I can't get it realistically here. So keep your eyes on social media for all of those posts. But coming up in the new year, sometime, we're going to do a whole episode, probably mid January or so, because I'm going to be ramping up. I'll have made the final decision on the six different sauces and condiments I'm going to make for top tier patrons. And I mean, it's just, I still need a lot more help and I still need to do a lot more work on condiments before I can really, really get into it. But I think finally, I think I finally nailed one. This past weekend, I whipped together egg salad. you guys egg salad fans? I actually kind of did halfway between a medium boiled and a hard boiled egg. So I kind of, it was a little bit, a little bit of creaminess in the middle of the yolk still. And then I chucked it together with the homemade lemon garlic aioli that I made, some cracked black pepper, some onion, some salt. Oh, just dreamy. It was a dream. I made a joke to Rebecca. I was like, this is kind of funny. We're just making egg mixed with egg because that's all aioli is, is just egg yolks (laughs) and olive oil. (laughs) It just changes it so much when it's emulsified like that, though. But we're going to talk about that a lot more when we get into that lemon pudding recipe later on in the show. I finally did manage to get out of here on Saturday and I had to go to the store and pick up a few things because I just didn't have a lot left in here. I basically threw together chicken sliders when I was supposed to make those steak and arugula sandwiches. Yeah, If you're going to make sliders, guys, here's a tip. Don't use Hawaiian sweet rolls for them. Make yourself a smaller bun or get yourself a smaller bun. I still had, I bought two packages of Hawaiian sweet rolls for Thanksgiving because I love them. But then, you know, they don't make the best sliders. I even toasted them on the inside, but they're still just too soft because I just basically halved the entire thing because it's, what, 16 of them? (whistles) Cut it right in half. And then just put everything on them, and then cut it into the individual sliders. Now they tasted good. They tasted really, really good. It was just some pan-seared chicken, some spinach. Rebecca brought some tomatoes that she still had. A smear of that homemade aioli. Boom. They tasted really good, really fresh, really clean, simple. But yeah, they looked a mess. They looked a disaster. <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna post it to social media at first, but then I was like, you know, you know what? Because food fails are still what I'm doing. It's still what I'm cooking. It's still what's happening in my kitchen. It's still a part of this journey. And it's important for me to talk about the failures as well as the successes because it's important for me to not give up. It's important for me to remember that I can still keep going, that it's not time to give up yet. No, I can keep going. I can do better. I can make this better. What did I do this time that I can improve upon next time? I got to the store finally, and I just made a wonderful dinner last night. I made some mashed potatoes. I've talked about mashed potatoes on this show before, but this time I actually remembered to use my potato ricer. And guys, when you use that potato ricer, you don't even have to really whip them at all. Just get your warm cream, your cold butter in there. I actually did some scallions in there with it, cracked black pepper salt, whipped that all together with my spatula. Like I said, when you use that potato ricer to scoop it through there, you barely barely have to whip it just really using a spatula to bring it together it is so creamy and so dreamy velvety amazing but it's got such a deep rich potato-y, starchy flavor you always risk kind of gluifying it just a little bit if you over whip or if you over process mashed potatoes it can just kind of get a little bit gluey and goopy and I didn't want that. I still wanted that pillowy kind of soft potatoey texture, which is what it still had. I always forget I have a potato ricer, even though I've made mashed potatoes with it before and I know how much it improves them. But do yourself a favor. Make mashed potatoes. Get yourself a potato ricer or mash them by hand. Like I did talk about last time I made them, mashing them by hand first and then just whipping them lightly. You do not want to overwhip your potatoes. I made some ribeyes, crusted them up really well. Now, the store that I got them from, they unfortunately were not quite as high quality as what I'm used to getting from Wegmans. So they kind of flattened out a bit during the cooking process. Have you guys ever had that happen? Now, when I cook my steaks, I salt and pepper very generously on both sides, sear one side, flip it, sear the other side, take it off and let it rest. It's done. Boom. That's all I did. But these steaks were about half the thickness after I took them off of the stove. Versus when I put them on there, which leads me to believe that they had some kind of extra water or some kind of extra whatever injected into them to kind of plump them up and make them look fuller than they were. And then when I cooked them, bleh, bleh, they kind of flattened out a little bit. So they ended up a little bit over what I'm used to, which I was not a fan of. I was not happy about it. I sauteed some onions and red wine, threw it over mine. That's it. As simple simple ribeye dinner. I mean, it tasted really great. Everything did turn out really, really well. But, you know, if you have a butcher, or if you have a store that you love, make sure you stick to that. Whenever you want to get something that's going to be a little bit more on the pricey side, make sure you stick to that. Because, yeah, sometimes when you venture out there, sometimes, and I guess I'll leave it with this caveat, when you try to be flexible at times, I don't need to go to my grocery store. I can just go to this one here instead. Sometimes you do need to stick to your guns. We cannot be inflexible. We cannot be unwilling to change. We cannot be unwilling to adapt to different situations, whatever life throws at us. But we can at least stick to our guns and know that that extra 10-minute drive to Wegmans, definitely worth it. And it would have been the same price for the ribeyes. So... We are going to go ahead into a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, it's time to talk about a flourless lemon pudding. Lemon pudding is a huge thing for me. I want to talk to you guys all about this because I've never had something quite like this before. And I've never made anything that requires these steps before. I want to talk to you guys all about it right after this. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to catch me out there on the web, guesting on other shows, I have recently been on an episode of Netflix and Swill talking about David Fincher's latest film, Mank. I'm a huge fan of the film Citizen Kane, so please go check out that show. If you want to hear my thoughts on it, please be advised my audience that it is a not safe for work show, so the language is going to be a little bit more colorful than what you're used to on Nikolai's Kitchen over there. Also, I'm going to be recording tonight an episode of Rabbit Ears, and I'm going to be joining Ashley and Sean of Stories of Your and Yours. I've talked about him on this show before. He won my cookies. Congratulations, Sean, and I hope that you really, really enjoyed them. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite television shows of all time, Parks and Rec. Again, that will be not safe for work, so please keep that in mind, but the links to that will be available on social media when it is published at the end of the month. How do you guys feel about lemon? I love citrus and I really love lemon. And one thing that I've always been a big fan of going all the way back to even being a kid is lemon pudding. Most of you are probably familiar with lemon pudding as part of lemon meringue pie, which is something that my sister absolutely loved when she was younger. I absolutely adore it, but I really, really love that lemon pudding aspect. I love that dreamy, creamy texture and just that beautiful tart lemon taste. I just love it so much. And I really had a hankering for it. And when I was going to make Christmas cookies, patron Chris Ciani had posted over on Patreon about orange drop cookies. Orange drop cookies are his favorite type of cookie. I've never had an orange drop cookie. I'll be really, really curious to try them sometime. And I will at some point in the future, Chris, I do promise. But I really wanted to try to make a lemon drop cookie. So I bought a bag of lemons fully intending when I made Christmas cookies and sent them out to everyone to make a lemon drop cookie as part of that ensemble. But I don't have a lemon drop cookie recipe. I need to do some research into it cause I've never even attempted anything close to it before. And I want to workshop it. I don't want to send patrons something that I haven't at least tried to work on myself because I already have the other recipes and like making the peanut butter chocolate chip cookies especially, that was something that I kinda came up with on the fly, but it was based off of my existing chocolate chip cookie recipe. I don't wanna do that with the lemon drop, the orange drop, or whatever. I gotta do some research on those. So I didn't make them. I still had that bag of lemons left over though, and I was like, what can I do with this bag of lemons? What am I supposed to do with this whole bag? It's like three pounds of lemons. Lemon pudding. Why don't I make some lemon pudding? I haven't had it in ages. And most of the time, like the last time I had it was probably years ago when I used to rock the Jell-O cook and serve box, lemon pudding. My whole life I've eaten that, my whole life. So I decided to set to the internet and I decided to look for recipes for lemon pudding and I found a whole lot that were very similar to what I had eaten in the past, like basically filling for lemon meringue pie. Okay. I could have gotten on board with any of that, could have. But then I found something called Luscious Lemon Pudding from Joe Cooks. The link to that will be down in the show notes because this recipe is adapted from Joe's recipe over on her website. So please make sure you check out the original recipe if you want to go with something in that direction. Because her recipe is going to end up sweeter, have a little bit less lemon flavor, and it also uses flour. I decided to make this flourless. So if you're avoiding gluten, check it out. Let's get into the recipe breakdown, shall we? You're going to need three quarters of a cup of sugar. This is actually something that she recommended in hers. She said that it was too sweet for her and that she would recommend cutting the sugar back. So I actually went ahead and did that because I can't imagine how sweet this would have been. This was pretty sweet when I made it. So I'm not sure how much sweeter it would have turned out. But I mean, it just kind of is what it is. I opted for cornstarch in this recipe. Now her recipe calls for something like three tablespoons of flour. I cut that in half because that's what you do with cornstarch, but I actually bumped this up because I ended up increasing the lemon juice. I did four eggs. You're gonna wanna separate these. Take your yolks out, separate them out. A quarter of a cup of melted unsalted butter, two tablespoons of lemon zest, three quarters of a cup of fresh squeezed lemon juice, and a can of evaporated whole milk is what I ended up using, but you need one and a half cups of whole milk, basically. You're going to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. So if you guys remember the French onion soup episode, I have those little cocottes. I think I've been calling them croquettes and then somebody was like, croquettes, really? Yeah, for some reason I'm transposing that whole cocottes thing in croquettes in my mind. Her recipe calls for little ramekins. Now, ramekins are basically similar to cocottes, but they're smaller, and they're only probably about, you know, eight ounces maximum. So if you do make these with ramekins, you're going to end up with more of the cakiness on top. I'll talk about that more in a moment, okay? You're going to butter the inside of your baking vessels, whatever they're going to be. My cocottes are 12 ounces, and I have four of them, and they filled them about two-thirds to three-quarters of the way full. This isn't going to rise a lot, so you really don't need to worry about, you know, it spilling everywhere. You're going to combine your cornstarch and your sugar in a bowl. Just whisk it together and just set that bowl aside. You don't need it right this moment. You're going to beat your egg whites with an electric mixer for a few minutes until you get stiff peaks to form. And then you're going to transfer it off to another bowl because you're going to be folding that into this later. If you have a stand mixer, her recipe will detail how to use that. So please make sure you check out her recipe as well as mine. After you transfer the egg whites out of the big bowl, you're going to put the egg yolks into it, and you're going to beat those, and they're going to get thick, and they're going to get lighter in color. I highly recommend that you have a high-walled bowl when you do this. My bowl was too small, and it ended up splashing out everywhere when I started adding other liquid ingredients to this, so make sure your bowl is nice and high-walled, please. The egg yolks and the egg whites, you're going to want to be at like a medium high speed. You're going to reduce that to medium and then add your butter, lemon zest, and lemon juice. Beat that for another minute. And then you're going to add your cornstarch and your milk alternating as you go. I followed her instructions on this. I did five total additions of the cornstarch mixture versus four of the milk. So you're going to add a little bit of the cornstarch and sugar, a little bit of the milk, a little bit of cornstarch and sugar, a little bit of the milk. So that way you end up beginning and end putting in the cornstarch mixture. Then you're gonna mix that whole thing together and then you're gonna fold in your egg whites, mixing it just until it's incorporated. I actually had to break the whisk out and really kind of work it in there a little bit because it was way too clumpy in mine. And I think my problem was, I think I overworked the egg whites just a little bit because they weren't quite as creamy as they should have been. They basically were like just a kind of solid, puffy white cloud of egg. Yeah, you don't want this to be completely solid. So I think I went to Stiff Peaks and then I think I went just a little bit past that. Make sure you keep checking it until you get to Stiff Peaks and then stop. Once your entire mixture is made, you're going to spoon your mixture into your prepared cocots or ramekins. You're going to place those inside of 9 by 13 baking dishes. I had to use two of them because I have four of the little cocots fill those halfway up with hot water. Basically the same kind of thing you do when you make a cheesecake or anything that you make when you give it a water bath. And you're not going to pour the water into the cocots or the ramekins, obviously just into the baking dish that surrounds them. And they're going to be filled halfway up the rim. Okay, bake it for 55 minutes and this is going to turn a gorgeous gorgeous golden brown color on the top I didn't really check it or anything like that I just let it go for the 55 minutes and took it out let it go and let it cool and The thing that this does and again if you use the ramekins you're going to get more of this But the top of it is nice and cakey again There's no flour in this but because you're incorporating so much air with that electric mixer You get a nice cakey lemon consistency on the top. Delicious. Imagine eating a nice smooth piece of lemony cake. And then you get to the bottom. And then that is what dreams are made of. That is this dreamy. She uses the word luscious. It is absolutely correct. Luscious lemon pudding. Absolutely excellent. Again, please check out her recipe. The link will be down in the show notes. And please check out my recipe. The link for that will also be down in the show notes or over on Facebook or social media anywhere. Check it out because I promise you if you're somebody who loves lemon, you're going to love this. Maybe you stick with the original amount of sugar. Maybe you don't increase the lemon juice because her recipe only calls for a half a cup of it. I love lemon. I wanted something tart. I was talking to Rebecca about it, I really want to make this again for her and her daughter, but she recommended probably bumping up the sweetness a little bit for her daughter. Yeah, she might not appreciate the tartness versus the sweetness and might want it more on the sweet side, but I think what you can honestly do in that kind of circumstance is once you fill the cocotte or once you fill the ramekin, just add some sugar in there. Keep in mind that Joe's recipe also sprinkles some powdered sugar over the top. I, as you can see from the show art for this episode, did not have any powdered sugar. So this just is what it looked like when it came out of the oven. It's so light and it's so delicious too. I mean, like I said, there's no flour in this. I can't imagine that this would be super dense in terms of calories. It finishes, it's so clean, it's very, very light. So if you're looking for a dessert that's not really going to kind of bust your gut, This is something I think that you guys would really, really enjoy. Please check this recipe out. Please make it. Please let me know what you thought about it. Please hit me up on social media and let me know how it turned out for you. And that will do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen, ladies and gentlemen. I love you so much and I appreciate you more than you could ever possibly know. Thank you so, so much, everybody. You are amazing. I love your beautiful faces so, so much. I hope you get out there and I hope you absolutely smash it this week. Please never forget that you are amazing. You deserve this. You deserve so much happiness and so much love. And I hope that you do everything that you can to go out there and get it. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me.